0: On the show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe.
1: In the world where it's always politicking. Ron, why your boy Kanye be tripping?
2: I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be
1: shocked conversation so tight it be gripping you we love getting suggestions from my listeners do something foolish try and run if you can all you're gonna do is end up a victim of who's man's welcome to another week of who's man's podcast we hope you
0: enjoy it
2: what up though, everyone welcome to the who's man's podcast i'm your host ron don aka mr taylor made in the building with me i got my man's conrad what's up my beautiful people
3: Another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. And before we dive in on some interesting stuff, we got to find out who's here with us.
0: Hi, this is Brian. It's been a while. I don't, don't know what's at so long to see Who's Man's is here.
3: That's not us. bad. That was really good. <laughs> you were practicing. That might Practice. be your best intro.
4: I've practiced for years.
0: You're losing oh, it. <laughs> you God Stop by your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she did that. <laughs> ooh, I think, ooh, My
4: lungs are different now. Like, <laughs> oh, wait. Oh.
2: <laughs> we'll be back later.
0: Ron? Take us home. <laughs> <laughs> all right so also
2: in the building with us, we got not one but two special guests here with us tonight so please bring an awesome welcome to eric and jasmine joining us tonight on the podcast
0: hey, yeah
2: so you're both fellow state alumni so we know you're awesome people but go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself uh jasmine you want to start us off ladies first
5: sure um my name is Jasmine. I am originally from from East Lansing, funny enough. That nice. and Akron, Ohio, kind of both. Um, hey. Went to Michigan State. I am a artist, musician. Um, I've gone by Yellow Cake. Uh, and now I'm in D.C. Hey,
3: shout out to DMV.
4: Wait, you, your name is Yellow
5: Cake? That's my my performance name when I um, hey. yeah. <laughs> That's I how I'm Eric name. Huffman. We were in the same music collective. Yep. Which was called Black Pack.
0: Hey. Oh, <gasps> oh that sounds cool. Do, do
4: you guys need Do you guys need more? Um, <laughs> I dance. I choreograph. <laughs> uh, I sing.
5: I mean, we could use an interpretive dancer. I'm sure.
4: Thank you.
3: Thank oh, you. Sure. That's actually that's actually
4: perfect. Thank you. That's what I do. That's what it I, I do. made
2: in here. Wow. <laughs> All right.
4: It's my last episode of Who's Man's. I apologize. uh <laughs>
2: I have a new calling. Thank you. And hey, you don't came and Snatch our host. What? Sorry. <laughs> oh, what about you, Eric? Well, hey, everyone. My name is
1: Eric. I'm uh, from Detroit, fellow Spartan alum. Uh, Yellowcake and I go way, way back to the days of the Black Pack. Uh, I work as a software engineer uh, right now. Um, but I think most people probably know me for my musings about movies and music, probably movies more so than music these days. But uh yeah, I, uh, I I get it in with some movie talk every now and then. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I'm definitely nice. happy to be uh, talking both uh, on today's episode. Yeah, this is going to be perfect. I'm a little nervous now because you you like official. We
3: got we got experts. (laughs)
4: Like I just come with my (laughs) stupid opinions. Accidental. That's my
0: stupid
5: opinions, and here he comes with facts and stuff. Like I don't know. Does it make it worse if I say that I that I'm a screenwriter? My folks are filmmakers. Oh (laughs) yeah.
0: Well, you know what.
5: Right. <laughs> we didn't know we were being on the All
0: right, yeah, that's how we
2: bring some people on. We went to state. About we got Spielberg on. Like, come on, like, what
4: are we doing? Oh Lord, let me pray. Real quick. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready.
2: Before, I'm Before we get into the heat of that, let's go ahead and chop it up for a little bit. We're chopping. How you been doing, Kyra? I've
3: been good, man. I've been
2: good. It was a good weekend.
3: Um uh, Made another trip back to Charlotte. Uh Got a. I finessed the ticket to the Travis Scott uh, concert down there on Sunday. Oh, so you learned. I, look, we there's a reason we had her as our the queen of finesse on our last episode. I was taking notes. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I love the city of Charlotte. Uh, it's definitely going up on my list of cities of potential places to move to. But um, I just... So I haven't been to like a concert in a minute, right? And I feel like the biggest one I've been to was during State. Um, So I didn't know what to expect for this concert. Granted, it's Travis Scott and like his theme with Asterold. Or Asterold didn't know exactly what kind of characters I was going to be, you know, mixing with. Um, But one thing I did not expect was to see middle schoolers. At a Travis Scott concert, oh, I was, that was that was uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers, like a lot of them. And I mean a lot, like a majority of them. Damn. And uh, it was odd. I didn't know how to feel about that. Were their parents and,
2: there?
3: And the parents were there. Okay. So that even made it even like. Like parents were there and were, were not happy, which made it me made it funny to me. As like <laughs> as, a, as like the concert is going on and people, these kids are wilding out. You just see this mom just pissed, arms crossed, legs crossed, and Travis Scott singing Sycamore and like this demonic figure and is in, on the screen and flame, flaming horses, and I'm just looking at her like, you spent double the amount <laughs> <laughs> for you to be mad at this concert. I like how you looking at her during the show. <laughs> like, because yeah, I'm during, just like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And it wasn't just, there were multiple parents. And uh, it just threw me off. But the concert was great. The show, like, Travis has way too much energy. Like, I don't know how he can do that. I can know how he can perform like that, man. It was It was wild. Um uh, I'm just happy my friend had decided not to get us tickets in the Mosh pit because that was insane. Like from seeing it from a distance. I don't know how people do that on a regular instant in uh concerts. But it was a good time. Uh other than that, it was chill, man. Be shocked what you do. Hey.
4: So I don't have a life and um I'm nowhere as cool as Conrad or any other people on the phone, so I didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. Dude. Uh <laughs> went to the movies, I guess. <laughs> went to the movies. Definitely did that. Uh I did watch a spark. Oh, okay, it wasn't the weekend, but I gotta tell the story about how stressed out I was on Thursday when we were playing our game.
0: Mm.
4: So look, if you know me and you know like my faves in sports. I get very stressed out, and usually people don't want to be around me. So (laughs) I was at work. I'm at work, and I'm trying to – I'm literally trying to watch it on my phone. But I'm like, look, your data plan ain't set up that way, so uh, (laughs) I'm going to need you to chill out, okay? (laughs) It's going to happen with or without you. Well, that was working for a while, and then it was like, well, I can't do this. I literally cannot function. (laughs) without seeing this game. So I find the nearest uh I think it was a uh doesn't matter. It was a bar, uh bar and
0: grill.
4: Oh, Bar Louie. That's where I went to. And I walk in, I run in actually, and I just immediately say, "What game is on? What what game on what TV? Where is it?" And they're like, "Sir, uh, sir uh, all the TVs are on. But where where's this where's the game? The one game and they're like, what What are you looking for? Michigan State, where are they? And the lady was like, I don't know. I didn't even know they was playing. I was like, okay, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm going to just sit here. I sit down. I pick the right TV. Then the manager want to come over. Oh, boy, that's a close game, isn't it? Oh, did you see the games earlier? I turned right around, and I feel bad. But I was like, sorry. I don't want to talk to you, and I apologize, <laughs> but I simply can't. Okay, I can't do it. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know any other school that played today. Okay, I just gotta watch this game. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, well, if you if you if you need anything else, just let us know." <laughs> I like, thank you. <laughs> I did not order a beer, even though I wanted to. Man, that was so stressful watching that game, and then watching the game on Saturday. Was still frustrating, but uh, a lot less stressful. So that was kind of my weekend. Wow.
3: Thursday was like a deja vu moment. Look, sh-
4: I was ready to risk it all. I was like, I quit. I quit <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not again. We will not do this again. I will transfer to another school. I don't know how, but I'll Damn. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to
3: revoke your uh,
0: degree.
4: I was about to send that shit back. Like, here. <laughs> because obviously, y'all don't like me. Man. Yo, let me tell wow. you
2: how stressed I was during the Thursday game. So, I had a meeting that I had got set up like for some training right on top of the game. So, the game starts, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting at my desk, like half, basically just watching my phone, watching the score go up. And we're down a couple points. And all of a sudden, I get called into the training meeting. I'm like, damn. So I'm sitting here in the meeting the whole time just trying to peek at my phone, trying to go to the bathroom, trying to do something. And I'm like, if we lose this game and I'm stuck in here with this meeting, I'm about to just leave the job. (laughs) But thankfully, I mean, I didn't miss the whole game because by the time I got out of there, it was already over. But thankfully, I got the notification that came up that we won. I was able to actually pay attention from then on. I feel like that first half an hour, I didn't learn anything. They they might as well have just been talking to my phone. That's (laughs) (laughs)
0: all. It's
4: it's crazy how your whole mood changed when you find out they won. Right? It's like, oh, now you can tell jokes. You laugh a little bit. (laughs) You added input. Like, oh, yeah, Jerry, that was a great factor figure. (laughs) Ron, where have you been? (laughs) Oh, I'm
2: here. It doesn't matter. Come on. (laughs) Wow. They sure do know how to stress you out. But yeah, other than that, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Brian. I didn't do too much this weekend besides go check out the movies. So you know, I had to go pee to us when that came out. I'm a big horror movie fan, so that was automatically gonna be me in there. But we can get into that in a little bit. I ain't did too much outside of us, so I'm gonna keep pass it right along to you, Jasmine. What you been up to lately, Jasmine? How was us? Ah, uh, about
3: that. Damn. damn.
2: Oh, damn. damn. Wow.
0: You could. You didn't.
3: You didn't even get. You didn't even let her get comfortable. You just went oh. straight.
0: It's
2: fine. You want to join her group? I do
5: (laughs) I I was talking about us the group you know (laughs) No, I mean I'm I'm very officially old and washed so even to I was trying to drag my boyfriend out to go see us but his schedule his work schedule like sucks so (laughs) he worked Saturday and Sunday and had photography both day so that didn't happen. However, what we did do, we watched Spider Man. That's a good the, one. What is it? Into oh, Spider-Verse? Yeah. Oh, the
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. The best. The best one.
5: Yeah. So we watched. Actually, I, I, I need
3: to watch my mouth because we got Eric here, so I can't be saying stuff out. The best one <laughs> without fact checking myself. I mean, right? <laughs> I,
1: I mean, listen, I. I I I have I certainly have my rankings for the Spider-Man films, but I loved Into the Spider-Verse. I absolutely yeah. loved it.
5: <laughs> it was very good. It's not something that, like, I don't know, but I was going to say it wouldn't be something I would normally watch, but I've been waiting to watch it. But also, there's nothing else really like it, so I can't really say that. Right. But I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the story was really good. And it wasn't just like kind of a lame catalyst to introduce Miles' Spider-Man. It actually like there was like depth. Mm-hmm. Like, the animation was really interesting. Um, I enjoyed it. I was very happy. Other than that, what did I do? Really nothing. We just like I said, I'm I'm thirty two, so
2: <laughs> I know that is
5: ran errands like. Like, I am mean,
2: <laughs> my mother, so. Yeah. We we really are Watch Gang these days.
5: Yeah. Like,
2: it's I haven't really hit 30 yet myself, but I can already feel it um, yeah. I felt like this was Brian's chance to
3: pull out his I'm old. I was trying to be quiet. I really was <laughs> waiting for you to come <laughs> in with that. Yeah, I, know I was old, waiting for you like, to say, like, Jasmine, these I little kids on the phone don't understand or some yes. shit like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I still like to act like I'm not washed, but, you know. <laughs> All times are showing. Oh, but, uh, but you said you had a who's man's voice, didn't you, Jasmine?
5: Oh, yeah. So I, I should say, I don't know exactly how y'all do this, but.
2: Just tell us who you want to call out. We'll figure out who's man's they are. All
5: right. So <laughs> it really has to do with, I, I think most people have experiences Most people of color, definitely, Um, especially in a city setting. I live in D.C., which is which is being rapidly gentrified, which I know that's Mm -hmm. also the case in Detroit and a lot of other places. Um, But what what like. What is the like knife between my ribs to me is like people act like you were never there and you're not there now. So here's my very simple who's man's. Who's man's is walking on a crowded ass sidewalk or mm. escalator or stairs and acts like they're the only fucking one.
0: <laughs> oh, that is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, my God.
5: Like, you can't acknowledge my presence and say, excuse me on this crowded ass sidewalk. You just trying to walk through me. Bruh.
3: Biggest pet peeve. Like,
5: absolutely wild. Like, how how do you not, so there's, there was some kind of poorly put together article on Facebook, but whatever. It was, I mean, it was talking about some real shit. And so their whole little thing was, I'm not going to hashtag it, but hold your space. And I'm very Mm. with that. And (laughs) and (laughs) my man has actually told me that he's like, no, like just shoulder check people. If they the
0: you, like, well, you know. Look, they
5: got to learn. They got to <laughs> learn. Gotta, you got to fucking learn. Like, you got to learn. It just doesn't make sense,
3: especially when you have these, not even, let's say, not even crowded sidewalk, just an empty sidewalk. Yes. And you decide to take the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. I'm like, yo. And then it's always it works this way. When you try to go to guess the side, they're not going to walk over to mm-hmm. so you can So, you can go by is the side Mm -hmm. they pick. It always works that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Always works that way.
5: And there's also general rules. Like, in somewhere like here, it's dumb, crowded in the mornings. You stay to the right. Mm. That's the rule. Whichever Mm. direction you're walking in, for the most part. Like, don't just come up all zigzag, just trying to push your way through, make your own path. Just wait. Like, everybody Mm. knows. Mm.
0: Anyway,
5: that was my. Somebody
4: listening it. right now just got
2: just felt uh guilty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: she's talking about you.
2: She's talking about you. That's the worst type of who's there's oh, yeah. It's not just one person. There's a whole group of y'all out here. We know y'all fit into this category. Oh, yeah. I got a coworker that does that at work. No. She'll yeah,
5: she'll, she'll like
2: <laughs> she'll she'll be walking,
3: like she'll see you walking the same direct like in the same direction or coming towards her in a way. Mm-hmm. And she can like will walk purposefully in your path and make you move out of the way.
5: Nope. Y'all gotta talk. Y'all gotta <laughs> talk. <laughs> y'all gotta so talk. I, started? Started.
3: I, I noticed I was like, is this just a I'm trying to mess with you or is this you just don't care? And one time I was just like, All right, look, I'm gonna need you to not do this anymore. Like, <laughs> excuse you. Like you can you, why is it that you own uh why is it that you own this path and everyone else can't you know, be on the same path as you. It's just like, oh, I just didn't see... Oh, shut up. You know? <laughs> That's my worst. I didn't see... Okay. You lie. Damn. You lie. Anyways.
0: Oh, man. I feel Eric, like we don't man. have
4: those problems in, in Dallas because nobody walks. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything is, what, 30 <laughs> minutes away? It's like half an hour to a day away, so... <laughs> you gotta drive or fly
3: him.
2: And who's trying to walk in that heat. Nobody. Hey, see yeah,
3: that too. Ooh, oh man, that heat's disrespectful. But that's for another day.
2: <laughs> so, what about you, Eric? What you been up to lately?
1: Man, uh life has been interesting. So about a month ago, I got engaged. So He's in love. He's, oh, in,
0: he's in love. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
3: Brian's audition right there. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> he's a better he just used he's trying to find a way to make his his voice be heard. Right. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. But
1: no, that's it's it's been an interesting time. So, you know, we've been doing the 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 wedding planning and we booked a venue for the ceremony and we're looking at venues for receptions, man, and it is just it's a lot. But it's mm. been a lot of fun and um input from future in-laws has been hilarious (laughs) (laughs) eric
3: i'm right there with you man so i know how it feels
1: (laughs) Um, word word of advice yeah
3: it's not your wedding dog
1: oh oh i know
3: (laughs) it's not your (laughs) wedding. wedding my dad told it straight to my face he's like you think this is your wedding (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I guess not.
0: The <laughs> like fact you're asking that question, I guess it's not. He's like, yeah, it's not. So we're going to invite who we want. Like, All right,
3: you're right, father.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's, it's it's funny. My um, my mom was like, oh my god, I'll, I'll give you a list of family members that you have to invite, and I'm looking at this list, man, and don't know starts- no one. <laughs> Bro, this starts off with like obvious It's Like, okay, yeah, obviously, I'm going to invite my grandparents and my first cousins and all that. Okay, cool. And then I start seeing some names on there, and I was like, okay, I know I've heard of this person, but I would not be able to spot them on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: doesn't,
1: mm. it doesn't matter, man. And then we got names on there that, that I've never heard. And I'm like, who Who the hell is Juanita? And my and my mom's like, that's your cousin from New Jersey. And I'm like, we have family in
0: New Jersey. <laughs> oh man, you
1: celebrities
2: on there. Like, I'm not inviting Will Smith to my
1: wedding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Damn>.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm. It's It's been something, man. I'm just looking at this list like aunt ella i'm like but mom aunt ella isn't even really my aunt and she said it doesn't matter i was like oh man
3: (laughs) don't be disrespectful to your auntie invite her
1: (laughs) i mean listen i got i've I've got no beef with aunt ella she's just not really my aunt but it's all good (laughs) um but no the weekend was cool man i um i saw us on thursday night that was fun Um, I went with a whole bunch of friends, including my sister, who screams at everything, so (laughs) it was a good time. And then Saturday, I got a chance to see an early screening of Shazam, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I I, I try and get to early screenings as much as possible.
3: (laughs) You for real, man. You like for real. No, for real, for real.
1: I mean, hey man, you know, they they're usually free, so when I find them, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got I got bills to pay, so uh it it always helps. True. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, I hit the movies. I did more wedding planning other than that, man. My my weekend was was pretty chill.
0: <laughs> that's chill. Right.
3: That's Look, that's going to be wow. your everyday. Wedding planning is going to be everyday thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: oh, that's great, uh-huh. man. All right. Yes. All right. So, well, you know. so I think it's time we start getting down to a little bit of business. So, unfortunately, Jasmine, since you haven't seen the movie, we don't want to spoil anything for you. So, we're yeah, you spoiled
5: for me either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: please, please don't get anything spoiled. Yes, please. Also, for anyone else out there who hasn't had a chance to see the movie Us yet, just hit the pause button real quick. Go get a ticket. Go see it. Come back in a few hours and pick it right back. We'll be here. We'll be right here. (laughs) Like literally, go see it now.
5: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll check back in in a little bit with
2: y'all. All right, you open to come on back. All right. So here we are. Let's get into it. Hey. Mm.
4: Hey. I got five. Oh, we
0: probably can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. You get us but I got what, what, what. <laughs> I
2: mean, so I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't let Eric lead us to start off this conversation. That's oh, i love yeah. to, to just hear. I mean, look. Come on! Uh, I just want to hear your plan, your your general thoughts. Which did you like it? Did you not like it? Or oh, okay. Most for you? I
1: mean, I I thought I thought you just wanted the straight objective uh, intro to the movie, which I can do for for our listeners out there who may may or may not care to see it. But of course, we're talking about us, the newest film from uh, from Jordan Peele, coming off of his successful uh, debut, Get Out, which he wrote and directed. He's back writing and directing again. This time. Uh, the film stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, um, two children whose names I cannot remember right now, but they were very good. So shout out to them.
2: They're gonna be big.
1: This is oh big, yeah, Ooh, Oh yeah. It's I'm gonna butcher it probably, and I apologize
4: at me, but uh, <laughs> Shahida, I think Shahida is the girl, and then Eric Alex or Alex Eric is the the little boy. Got it. Uh, but, and I think we should have learned their names because they're about to be huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were both really good in this. But um, <laughs> short short and sweet premise, uh, a family is taking a summer trip up in Santa Cruz. Uh, I think Santa Cruz. Yeah. And one night they see uh, a group of people standing outside their vacation home. And it comes to find out that it is really just their evil doppelgangers who are just intent on terrifying and harming them over the course of the night. Um, so, initial reaction, I actually really liked it. Um, <coughs> going in, I had no idea what to expect. Um, because, you know, you see the premise and you're like, okay, cool. You, you see the cast and you're like, okay, I'm sold. And then the film premiered at South by Southwest a few weeks ago and it got like just... Incredible reviews across the board, so I'm thinking, oh wow, okay, cool. And then, you know, more critics start saying, and it's, people are are starting to get a little bit more like, eh, it's cool, but there are some there are some things we don't like about it. So going in, I I had no idea what to expect, but uh-huh. overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, first and foremost, Lupita Nyong'o, man, what a Hello? performance!
3: Whew, man, Hello. she's so good,
0: crazy. And
1: it's Hello. it's crazy to think this is the first movie where she's been the lead. Yes, like that's that's so wild to me. I mean, like she, you know, she she was like clearly the runaway favorite when she won her Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave a few years back. Um, but it's weird to think she's never been the lead in a movie until now.
4: <laughs> and it's also <coughs> weird to think like she's never actually played a. "Quote unquote" Main normal character. character. Yep. Yeah. Well, like just, I mean, from Star Wars to, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of it.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I can uh Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: I can't think of it. Uh, she's always playing some either historical figure or alien figure or something like that. And this, like, we just got in yeah, "quote unquote" <laughs> normal person. Yeah. So
0: maybe
4: I mean, we just, still haven't seen it. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Right. Her,
3: her story is just amazing in general. Like her journey to get to where she is. is just if you guys don't know or have had her have a chance, you should check up on what she did to get to where she's at in <clears throat> so fast.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I really I really dug it, man. I thought that um I thought it all started with the performances. I really liked the chemistry between, you know, the family. I thought that they played on that real well. Um and just like I don't know. And maybe this this might be the film geek in me coming out, but like as like as far as how it's technically set up, like just the shot selection, the editing, I was just like, "Yo, this is <laughs> like I think within the first 10 minutes I I whispered over to my friend. I was like, "Yeah, they need Oscar nominations now." <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we're gonna talk about Oscars, I'm already mad, right?
4: <laughs> I'm already pissed off that Lupita is not gonna be nominated for both Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, and I'm pissed off and fuck the Oscars, and I don't ever want to watch again. <laughs> and I'm pissed off because it's not fair. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just start getting pissed off now a year ahead. And right? you still, so and you're you know, still gonna watch it gets here,
3: and you're still gonna watch it. What?
1: Okay, well somebody gotta watch you on this podcast. You know. <laughs> somebody do, yeah. I mean, and I guess that's that is the big sort of hurdle to clear, right? Because last year, uh, Tony Collette was in the movie Hereditary, and she was like, even people who didn't like the movie were like, yeah, Tony Collette's really good in this. And then award season came mm-hmm. around, and no one showed her any love. I was like, wow, okay, okay, Academy, I see you guys out here. So it there really is a. Uh, it really does feel like there's a prejudice against horror films. So, right. As great as Lupita was, honestly, I mean I, I think by November we'll probably have an idea as to whether or not she actually like That's we'll true. With, I, Yeah, we'll, I
4: have to put money on the fact that she will get nominated. I oh, I wow. have to put money on that. I don't fact. think. And I am <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I think so based on on Jordan's uh uh, uh success and history and I know it's early in the year, but if you remember, Get Out, Get Out came out earlier in the year and still was able to land a few nominations. And oh yeah, Daniel Daniel
1: Kaluuya got nominated for Best Actor. Yep, right.
4: So I feel confident that she'll be nominated. Um, I'm just, you know, a little, you know, selfish a little bit. Like I want her to have all the nominations. Like just give her all the nominations. Don't let's not even have an award ceremony. Let's just say, hey, the winner is. And then be like, hey, I can come through and celebrate <laughs> the this year. We ain't going to have no other nominations because what they doing? What they doing here? you like, what y'all doing? So that's what I'm going to be pissed off about. I'm going to just choose to be pissed off every day. Every day <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay? Because I, her talking as Red along, like her speaking voice, crazy. I don't understand. Dude, I got crazy. the chills
3: when she opened her mouth, dog. It was very eerie. Like, very
4: eerie. Ugh. Uh, uh. Godly. I feel, like, I feel like we're going to
3: touch on that uh, aspect in a little bit, too.
2: Oh, sorry. Man. I think we're all in agreement that we all enjoyed the movie, so let's talk about some of our favorite parts. Well, I want to say something. Like, I did
4: enjoy the movie, but I did leave the initially i left the movie not being like disappointed but wanting more and thinking like oh that's that's what everybody's been talking about or that's that's what it is like i thought it would be more i thought it would be scarier i thought it would be more uh i don't know more action if you will and but it wasn't until like i got home and like started talking to people and start looking at articles online and start talking to friends through group texts that the movie just became like so much more and i feel like that's my favorite part about the movie is that it made me kind of go home think about it digest it hear other people's opinions get other people's takeaways and then i'm like oh shit that's a damn good movie like that's that's some really good stuff um so that's how I felt like leaving immediately leaving the movie theater. I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. But then like waking up Monday and then going to work, I was like, Oh my God, look at what I did on Friday.
0: Like, that was <laughs> magical.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I can agree with that to just as far as leaving. Uh for me it's not that I I guess I didn't want not necessarily wanted more, but obviously I'd like to see if they would make a sequel to this or something. But um for me, it was more of like just trying to piece everything together to make sense of it. As in, <clears throat> obviously, the big twist at the end, a lot of people were just like, wait, what? Uh, even leaving the theater, people were like already, people didn't even leave their seats and people were already asking questions and talking and trying to figure out where, when this happened, why did it happen? Um, but for me, it was more of the conversation after the stimulating mm-hmm. conversation after on like a more like deeper and like intellectual, like trying to figure out <clears throat> how this, this relates to us. Wow. No pun. How it relates to everything that we're doing in life. And like, you know, Carly and I, after the, Movie. We got home and we probably talked for like an hour about it, and then of course the group chat was going crazy. And then you're seeing all these review or like article reviews and YouTube, you know. And the good thing about it is no one really knows the correct answer. No, nobody. No one will, except know. the one person who will never give you the answer.
1: Right? Yeah. It it was it was crazy. I mean, I think by Sunday night or maybe by Saturday, even like. I had so many people hitting me up like, oh, my God, Eric, did you see us? And like, yeah, I saw us. I said, oh, my God, can you explain it? And I'm like, <laughs> that's <so gross>. I'm, <laughs> and I'm still like, trying to figure
3: it out. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I, so so I was like, OK, I can tell you sort of like how I'm interpreting all of it. But don't don't take this as don't take this as as the rule. This is just these are just my thoughts on it take it and right. and do what you want with it and so i was telling people and some people were like oh wow that that makes a lot of sense and other people were like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's 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 definitely a testament to um to the way that jordan peel likes to layer his stories like you know get out was a really sort of it was a much tighter sort of movie like it was a much more contained this is the beginning, middle, and end. That's pretty much right. what there is to it. But when you go back and watch the film, you see all these little details, and you're like, wow, okay, he was he was really sort of planting the seeds for that to really have a big impact. And I think with us, he does the same, but because it takes much longer for you to really get the full grasp of what's going on in the movie, you don't think about it till after you leave the theater. You're like, oh, wait, you know, she she starts to sort of flash the the twist of like what's really going on with her character. And I got, I mean, I'll probably go see it again. Like, like a friend of mine was out of town. And so she's like, Oh my God, we have to go see this now. And I was like, I've already seen it. She said, oh, you have to see it again. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess I have to, <laughs> I guess." Um, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely a Testament to like, every every single shot every single like scene has real intention behind it and i think that's yes. how he's able to pack so I, I think that's able i think that's how he's able to pack so much depth
2: into the film yeah. yeah i also love how much like even the little bits of dialogue have their own layer of meaning behind like where the random small talk you think just to keep the scene moving if you go back and look at it and see how it can blend in with theories mm-hmm. that they're coming up with i just love how those random interactions have so much meaning to them
3: yeah, I agree with that too. I think uh,
2: to even add, I guess, like right now, or like
3: to add to this, is I was just really, you just really think of how intelligent Peel is. Like how, so, like, how to think about this. Like, I think he, there's an article we <clears> were <throat> reading last night about like how he, um, Kind of put together this whole movie and how he has like this like kind of weird. Um, he like thinking about having a doppelganger kind of freaks him out in a way, right? And so he's he just like to think that, and then to make a whole movie about this, and then have an underlying, underlining messages just blows my mind. Like I can't even think of writing a two page paper about something I really like to do sometimes. And it's just like this guy can put together two aspects of his life that he kind of doesn't – two two aspects of his life that he thinks about and then make a whole movie about it. And then after that, he knows what he's doing but then leaves a whole nation questioning whether their mind is correct (laughs) or what they are thinking. Well,
4: yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's also something to be said. Like he – I was (laughs) looking at – we might get into it – one of the videos that were posted like in our group chat and they're all over YouTube. I can't, I didn't know that was like a whole thing that people immediately have like a whole idea of what happened and why. And, edited the videos edited and it's up like the night listen can i just can i just
1: chime in real quick and say welcome to, welcome to my corner of the internet i was about <laughs> to say
3: oh you haven't seen eric's hey. latest
0: version <laughs> <laughs> well here i am <laughs> hey, hey your biggest fan <laughs> but
4: but i think just one thing about jordan peele like yes very intelligent uh great very a lot of talent like is it's, it's, it should be uh, it should be so inspiring for like future filmmakers or future act comedians all the stuff that he's done over his year and he's been exceptionally like good at it um but i think he's also such a good student of film like i was looking at a youtube video yesterday and they were talking about like there's little easter eggs in the movie And if you look at the Easter eggs, like each of those movies, like the Goonies and uh, I'm going to get the name wrong, but the man who talked to hits or something, something like that with Chevy Chase Um, and another movie that he uh, that inspired the script, he was able to like piece all that stuff together to create this world uh, of his own. And I think like that's so cool that and it's so like telling, like, hey. Don't just say you want to do something, but go out there and study it and go out there and find others who will, like, help you build your craft and uh, inspire, you to, inspire you to get better. And now he's one of those people to so many others. I look on Twitter all day and you look at some of the people who uh, kind of support uh, him and his uh, monkey, monkey paw production mm-hmm. and they repost and retweet all of these different people who are saying, like, Oh my God! Because of you, I'm wanting to do this, and because of you, I want this opportunity, and I can't wait to try this because you did that. And I think that's so dope that now, I mean, we've had Spielberg be that for so many people. You've had all these type of uh, Christopher Nolan and 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 many others that you can name, but now you got like this this black man who. Is that for this generation Mm -hmm. and not just for black people, but for all people Mm -hmm. are coming out and saying that I appreciate you for doing this and being so courageous, and now I feel like I can do it too. So I think that's dope,
1: yeah. And it totally makes sense that now he's gonna be the one who's bringing back the Twilight Zone.
0: (laughs) Yep,
2: Mm. perfect.
1: And Twilight Zone, a little lit. Okay, (laughs) I can't wait to watch that. (laughs) Do we have to pay for it? I should probably ask that offline. Um, <laughs> <No>. okay, so <laughs> I, I believe it's going to be on CBS's streaming service. Um, I think they're going to make that like something that you have to stream through their platform. <clears throat> That's what we need to talk
4: about. It's about 30 platforms to stream from now. Like, where, where can I just find my movie and watch it? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Everybody in the we got a platform. Brian Shockley la- platform launching later this year, okay? <laughs> You're going to be able to watch much on there, but bootleg and Jackson videos, but look, <laughs> hey, no stream man. Okay? I'm sorry, that's in the
2: movie. Right. Yeah, so what was some of the more interesting <laughs> theories you guys either read about or came and put on your own or have been talking about with your friends? What's been on your mind with that?
1: Um, I guess I will chime in. I thought It didn't hit me until after I got home, but there were two there were two details about the movie that didn't hit me until I got home. So um, Elizabeth Moss is in the movie from um, Mad Men, I think is the show she was Mm -hmm. on. Um, And she's also in The Handmaid's Tale, really good actress. Yep. It seemed like such a throwaway line when they introduced her character that she had gotten work done, like plastic surgery. Then you see her doppelganger later in the movie, with all those cuts on her face, as if she had just gotten like surgery done on her.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Like someone pointed that out, and I was like, "Holy!" I was like, "Holy shit!"
3: Yeah, you're right. Whoa! <laughs> damn.
1: I didn't catch. I
4: I think when I saw the cuts, I was like, "Man, did she get in a fight?" But I never noticed. Like, no, no one ever touched her.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. It's damn yeah. when she cut herself when she was up in the mirror. She's yeah. Make herself look beautiful. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh And I guess
3: that okay. p- ties into the fact that even in um I guess you would say in the above world that she idolized um Addie and her beauty and her skin.
0: Yeah. And she couldn't
3: and her doppelganger couldn't kill her.
1: Either. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um That's that makes deep. sense now. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought um well and and this is more so to do with like some of the greater symbolism of the movie but i the fact that all the doppelgangers were wearing red so that like at the end of the movie it, when we look, uh, <coughs> when we when we get the the shot of that pans over the mountain range of all the doppelgangers standing with their hands connected mm-hmm. it resembles a red line and these are people who have been like sort of systematically put underneath everyone else. (laughs) Like I thought about that and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) like that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Like in places where people have have systemically been sort of shut out through like policies like redlining, like what's the end result of where those people end up? Those are places where a lot of violence breaks out just ad nauseum. So Mm -hmm it would make sense that when these people break out that like the one thing they're committed to doing is committing violence.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah. so, I was,
1: so I was thinking a lot about that over the course of the and I'm like, wow. Okay.
4: <laughs> Ron, you, you introduced me to this theory. So I don't want to still, I feel like you should say it though, because it is the thing that has, Made me the most excited about
1: this movie to
4: every day. There's like something new that I'm like going off on
2: all day, like so excited because I heard about it. So, Ron, yeah, (laughs) so to give credit where it's due, it was Dom, former guest of the podcast, who who shared the article with all of us and brought it to our attention. So, in case she hears this, I don't hear her thinking I'm feeling her glory. (laughs)
0: that's so nice
2: (laughs) so the theory we were talking about is that there are people out there who are theorizing and I'm a full believer of it now that the sun was also switched at some point before the movie began and the Jason that we're watching is actually the the tether Jason pretending to be the real one so did you guys hear about that Conrad Eric
3: yes
0: you know
1: what I, I, I saw someone post a video where that was like the title like was the song also switched, but I, I I, didn't actually click through to listen to it, so please break this down, because this
2: sounds
0: oh. interesting.
2: <laughs> okay, so there were definitely a lot of clues that may or may not have hinted to this, and I'm going to try and remember as best as I can. Feel free to jump in, Brian, if I miss any. Yeah. But I think the first thing that they mentioned is that the son has been noticeably acting weird and the parents pointed out at uh, multiple times in the movie. So him using language that he had used been used to uh, doing or keep getting himself locked in the closet or just it, generally, you know, being a, a little boy being weird, but apparently it wasn't normal language, normal behavior for him. So that was the first clip that maybe this guy, was, that maybe he's a little bit different. Now the second well, thing. they And even, go ahead. even a step further, like that, that behavior started when they were there the year before yep. when the grandmother died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were led to believe, oh, okay, well, that's just the kid who was grieving his grandmother. But in actuality, it's a possibility that maybe this was a kid who was learning how to behave like a real human, and that's the reason why he'd actually be- begun to adjust his behavior so severely.
1: Oh. Um,
2: let's see. Another thing that they had was talking about when they were at the beach in the very beginning of the the beach scene, and we see a little bit of what he's building. You know, you assume a kid is building a sand castle, but if you listen to what the twins talking to him. He tells them that he was actually building a tunnel, which, I mean, that's just a little bit weird for a a little kid to be playing in the sand and they decide they want to build a tunnel when usually nine times out of ten you see a kid building a castle or a building of some sort. So, I mean, again, it's one of those things that you can't say for sure points to him being switched or to him being tethered, but it's it's a peculiar action for him to be doing that could have been a hint that they had wanted the place for us all along. Mm. Um, There were actually a couple more. I'm trying to think about it. You got any
4: more? There was one where they said, and this was just like, I mean, an opinion, but there was definitely a connection between fake. Is it Adelaide?
3: Red. Yeah. No, oh, so like above. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Adelaide, yeah. Right?
4: Fake Adelaide and the sun from like the, her telling him to snap on B. That's
3: what I was going to talk about too. Ask you if you guys think right? that's if it's connected.
4: Well, so they were saying, like, why would she point that out to him? And the fact that he always looked at her kind of weird throughout the whole movie. There were points throughout where he would just look at her, stare at her a bit too long, and it felt like they were too connected. Um, now, look, you could someone say, hey, that could just be a mother son relationship. <laughs> And then some says, like, as you see at the end of the movie, like, hey, he, I see you. Basically, <laughs> I see
0: you, okay? You see me, I yeah. see you,
2: all right? We see each other. All right. Touching <laughs> back on that point about him and Adelaide being very close, there was a moment where she said specifically to him, things are going to go back the way they used to be, as if he was talking only to him, and they were going to go back doing what they were doing before all this started, pretending as if they were one mm. of the others, or one of the normal people. And the other big one was the magic trick that he kept
4: trying to do. So, like, why would they switch him? Right. And one theory is that they switched him because the above ground, and I might have got this wrong. Also, help me. But the above ground boy was able to do or was able to do this magic trick and ended up burning himself. And they made the switch. I forget. It was reverse. (laughs) Yeah. it
3: was like it oh. was an aspect of that the the actual true son when they switched was um the way he got burnt was because when the tethered uh son switched and was trying to learn the um that magic trick and they were saying how they mimic each other with whatever they're doing yeah. he kept um, every time he got the magic trick and it flared um the real son who was in now the, in the tethered world would use a match. And every time the match would flare up, it would flare up in his face. So he kept burning his face over and over.
2: Right. Mm. And thematically, that would give a reason to why he wouldn't could just come out and say who he was because he couldn't speak because of that. Right. Right. Oh, oh, wow. Oof. yeah. So I'm a believer of that one now.
4: And then the guy like if you watch the videos, you know, go ahead. There's so many videos out there, but he answers like a lot of like questions well hey why is he acting like an animal and what is this and why you know does red talk to him the way she does if she knows he's not real and all that stuff so it's really really interesting and it definitely made me a believer and it it well definitely made me love the movie even more because i'm like damn that's uh (laughs) that is something i did not leave with uh and i know we're going to get into the twist and all that but I never ever kinda even thought about that. But it did make sense. Like why 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 was the like dad and daughter always it never seemed like they were in the same world as these other two? No. Like it felt like the son and, and Adelaide knew more, obviously Adelaide, but knew more about what was going on than these other two who are they share a family with. And then this video made me think like, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: We know exactly what's happening. Damn. Wow!
3: So, what do you think, Eric?
1: I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I I was already planning on seeing it a second time, so I guess now I got. <laughs> I guess now I'll be in the theater just looking at everything, like, mm, mm. mm.
3: mm <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> oh, there like, was another there was another one where it was talking about when they finally met the family and they're all sitting down and they're panning around and everyone's kind of checking yeah. out each other's uh, Doppler Ganger. The, the boy didn't have an expression. Like, he wasn't yeah. scared. He wasn't crying. It was more of like a dang, like, this could be fi- like the finally, like, found they found me, me like, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like everyone else was like terrified except him. Mm. And then
4: someone else was saying, like, how, okay, if that, if he is not the real one, like, how is he able to speak English? Well, obviously, we know Red was able to speak English because. Of the twist, um, and she was able to teach him.
0: Yep,
3: wow, this is probably the only time we're gonna gonna have a one up on Eric, so we gotta let's (laughs) bask, let's (laughs) bask, let's let's bask in this real quick.
4: (laughs) Eric, don't talk, (laughs) you know. I I will say some of my other favorite, like, uh, I don't know if they're like uh, theories, but I guess it would be a theory because it didn't come from Jordan. But um, talking about, like, why did they use, like, Michael Jackson? Okay, obviously I'm going to bring this one I was up waiting, I was waiting <laughs> for <laughs> it. <laughs> but Jordan actually talked about the fact that he thought, like, Michael Jackson was the greatest example of, like, a of duality in a human being. Like, so the fact that Thriller, the time, obviously the time period works. But thinking of it like, hey, this guy was able to live, well, I don't want to go too far in it because I don't want to get mad. But live these different lives and uh, uh, be these different people, if you will, to different people. Uh, and the fact that Thriller to him represented or was was such a big inspiration to him, like kind of creating this film. That I already had like my idea of how I wanted the movie to end, but uh, I mean I won't bore you guys with that.
3: You know, yeah, you won't. Okay, um, will. Yeah. So, I wanted the movie to end like thriller. <laughs> I wanted the
4: movie to end like thriller. I thought that
3: would have been so dope. But it kind of does. He woke up from a dream. T- oh, he woke kinda. up from a dream. But I was like, it kind of does because she drives away with a little smirk on his, on his, her face. You're right. Thank you, Conrad. I appreciate you. But my question <laughs> was, what was the di- what was a? Sh- I couldn't tell. Like, what was the shirt for the tethered or for red at the time? It was the thriller shirt inside out.
0: Oh okay. So is that why it was like you can see the
3: number eleven on her shirt clearly? Like or not necessarily number eleven, but it was the consistent seeing the one one on her through the L's through the the L's of the thriller on her shirt. Yeah, they
2: definitely did it on purpose. Oh Oh.
0: that's
2: a smart boy. Oh, So what did y'all think of, this is necessarily a theory, but it's more so of the way the the film was created and since that we had an all-black cast here and we were following a black family, but the fact that they were black wasn't necessarily a focal point of the movie. Like, this was really just yeah. a family. So what did you guys think about that? Did you want more from them? Did you want to see more of the, you know, quote-unquote blackness out of them? Or did y'all like, appreciate the way they were?
3: I appreciated I- the way they were. Same. I think I think it was, and it, and I don't think it was overdone, and I they still brought blackness in it because, as you can see, when uh, the dad was trying to be intimidating, he went from like these, you know, this proper guy to like, all right, I done told you how to get off my property. Like he he, they switched it over from like proper English. We can coast go with, crazy. Coast <laughs> we can get crazy. Yeah, all right. I mean, like, um, I think it was very. Like I, I enjoyed it because, and the only thing that I guess for me was because I, coming into it, I was trying to like think of it as a, a get out right. I thought there was gonna be some yes. like black message in it, um, like right off the bat. So I'm like looking for all these things, and it wasn't until like maybe, ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, I didn't just watch this movie without having to think that there's gonna be some, exactly some um like black message, kind of like how Get Out was trying to to depict and I wish there I'm sure there there is a, a message that pertains to black people, but this to me was just a story about a family and what's happening. And I thought it was they did a pretty good job and they still kept it black, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I remember was it was it Chris Rock a few years ago who basically said that like it's great to have black people in movies and it's just a movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not a movie about like, oh my it's not like some some historical movie about like some the first African American to do this. Like sometimes it's great to just have a movie and the characters are black. So I mean, mm. even though they definitely have that bit of code switching from Winston Duke, I thought it was pretty cool that it's like, yeah, no, I mean, this is just the family, and <laughs> but but I do think that having a black family did help the marketing for sure like yeah. I think it definitely added a new dimension of like oh wow like we don't really get a lot of horror movies quite like this
3: <laughs> yeah
4: and it was so dope to see a dark scan black family the entire family was dark scan on screen
0: yep yeah
4: like that was so dope to see and they were I feel I love saying this. They were so beautiful up there. Like the way that the, oh my God, it felt like every light that was on them was like from God being like, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead to shine a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit extra because they were so beautiful. Every single one. Like, ah, that ah, is dope. And Jordan actually said, like he gave a shout out. I don't know if they were part of the film, but he gave a shout out to Barry Jenkins and the Moonlight crew. Because he said he wanted like that type of feeling, or that type of feeling. When you look at the black skin on Moonlight, oh the movie yeah, Moonlight, yeah, that uh, he wanted them to look that same way, and it definitely gave me that feeling.
3: That's dope.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I was saying it at the at the top of this subject, but like the like the way this movie looks is is just, it's beautiful, man, like, they really, you know, it really shows, like, the care that Jordan Peele had specifically for this group of characters, like, every, every shot is just so well composed, like, even in really dark settings it's like no like it still manages to silhouette black people against dark settings it's like oh okay like mm-hmm. this person knows how to light black people thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i gotta ask because i know
4: this is a question and uh somebody on this phone has already made fun of me because you know I did figure it out pretty early. See, I'm so smart.
2: I pick up on all the clothes. Okay. All
4: right. <laughs> uh, when did you guys figure out the twist? Like, when did it happen for you? Was Look, I might as
3: well start because I was probably the latest of the late. But. To me, I didn't know.
2: I, <laughs> I left the theater like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, it's a twist? <laughs> Where at, though?
4: <laughs> no, so
3: <laughs> it was, I mean, obviously, it was two years to end during the end during the whole chaos. I think the first time it, I was just kind of thrown off about it was when she killed the last twin. And she kind of let out that roar like the mm. like other tethered people were doing. But I didn't think nothing of it. And then at the end, when she actually kills Red, and for some, mo- in that moment, I was kind of confused. I was like, wait, did she kill her? So when she killed her, like, the tethered the tethered part of her is now her for real? So she was, like, becoming tethered or something like that? Because she, like, lets out, like, a real, like, that real tethered roar, like, grunt. And then, so, that was, like, that's weird. And then at the end, after, then towards, of course, when the twist happened, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I did not know of the twist until the end, towards the end. I'm not like you, Brian.
2: Yeah, it's like I was picking up on the clues, but I wasn't interpreting them the right way. Because like I would, he, I would that she had made noises that were similar to what the tether noises were making.
0: Yeah.
2: But I thought it was just their way of showing that these people aren't that different from us, and there's a little bit of them that could easily be inside of us. Mm. So I mean, I guess technically. In a way, it was saying that, but I just whenever big reveal happened, I was still caught off guard. Uh, for
1: me, the the thing that really started to—I don't know. I mean, you know, you you go into movies like this, and even if even when you think, okay, what's the wildest thing that could happen here? You're in the back of your mind, or at least for me, I'm always thinking, okay, this is the wildest thing that could happen. But come on, like, would they real? Like, they're not really going to go there, are they? And then. <laughs> what what got it for me was when they when they kill the doppelganger of the daughter, and she says stop the car, and she gets out and she just takes that oh. moment to really yeah. like just. It's almost like she was. I mean, you like. I mean, I guess I, I don't know if every one of us has had this experience, but like, if you've ever had an older relative who you like, you know is about to die, or like you're kind of like okay. Yes. It's 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 going to happen and you're like starting to accept it. The way that she just looks up at her and just stares, I was like, man, this is this is weird. (laughs) This is this is not what I would be doing if I was trying to survive something like this. But then when they actually make the the actual reveal, it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's looking at her it's as so if, satisfying. like, one of her is is dying. So it's, like, that was the thing that really sort of piqued my suspicion. Like, okay, what's going on with this chick?
0: <laughs> hmm.
4: Okay, so I did figure it out. I'm, like, that – I figured out the twist probably – I figured out the twist within the first five minutes. I'm, like, that's the – they're going to steal the real girl and trade her, obviously. And then, like, I I knew I was right when they uh, got to the house right before the family was revealed, and she was so adamant about leaving the vacation home. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you want to leave because you don't want people to find you out. But it didn't ruin the movie at all for me. Like, it, it actually made it even better because I was like, every moment that she the real Adelaide or the fake Adelaide is basically unraveling in a bit, in a way. And I'm like, that is, and it, I don't know. It just made me love Lapita even more for the way she acted that part. And the way like every, every like step of the way, she was becoming more and more a little bit crazy. And like even Winston or I don't know her his name in the movie, but Winston Duke in and in, her husband, was saying like looking at her in the bedroom like
3: you, you ain't you, trying to get this. You know? <laughs> that's <laughs> so what he, he was trying was, to, well, that's after what that. He was looking, after that,
4: <laughs> uh, he was looking at her like you, something wrong with you? You, you good? <laughs> like I don't know what's going on right now, but you're not making too much sense. And I was like, God, she is killing this. Which I wish we could just spend time talking about with because I just don't. God, that has to be, like, a um, a study one day in acting. I don't know how you don't show that and say, hey, this is what it is. Because even, like, I was, like, annoyed with her because I'm, like, this is what people are saying, like, she's so good at. It. Is this Adelaide part? Like, oh, ah, no, like, that's a little boring. Like, nah, she's not even doing much. But then when you put it all together and you kind of go home with it, you're like, no, she was doing the, oh, my gosh, she was doing the most with that part, especially when you don't know why she's doing it, and you figure it out later, and you're like, that's why she was doing all that weird shit, and that's why she did that little small thing that seemed weird, but I didn't know it was weird. I just thought it was how they acted. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'll stop.
0: Hmm. Uh
2: Ugh, I'm already pissed. Give a little and stuff, all right? So, I do have to say Get that there was stuff. one thing I did not like about the movie, and that was how it ended. Because I'm like, where are y'all going? Y'all in this Jeep, Yep. are in this ambulance, <laughs> driving around, going where? What's the end goal here?
3: I had the same thought. I was like, so we're just going to leave these people tethered together,
2: and that's it. That's how because obviously everyone else is dead is way more of them than it is of a of the family. So what's the plan?
1: Are y'all going to find more people? people? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I I was I was okay with the ending partly because I just imagined okay, this this is kind of how I mean I've watched more than enough zombie movies and this is this is usually, oh. <laughs> this is kind of usually how it concludes, right? Like Yeah, you're right. Like society can't go back to normal, right?
2: Like <laughs> right, you <laughs>
0: um, right. like, literally
2: is damn people in the street. Like, yeah. I just feel like <laughs> we go do with zombies or something like that or monsters, like their point they're gonna hide. But like, when you're like hide from other humans, yeah you really can only hide for yeah. a minimum real. amount of time when you got a whole country that's about to find you. Yeah, no, that's real.
3: But also like the fact that they got to the point of what they wanted. So, you know, they wanted yeah. to be above in the in the above world, and ha- it was their turn, right? They did, It didn't yeah. seem like it was any, like, hint to that, oh, they're about to, like, now that's their world, other than just how it ended.
2: Yeah, I wonder what this, they're going to do with the world. It just hit me, too. Like, I just
4: thought about this. But there, there isn't – they don't have a doctor, True so essentially they could just blend in. Not – maybe not blend in, but – I mean they,
3: is they a are a new
4: in. Yeah, because Yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> See, it's a that's what I'm gonna over tomorrow. <clears throat> like, <no. laughs> damn. Oh damn. I, I I won't say I loved it. I love the feeling that I have after watching that movie. I feel so satisfied. And I wish all movies could stick with me the way that movie did or has this past week. Weekend and now this week. 'Cause now talking about it, I'm gonna go into tomorrow thinking about more stuff. And I just think that's
3: dope and give a little Peter thanks.
2: <laughs> All right, so before we close out of the movie talk, anything else anyone else wants to throw in on it?
3: I wanna talk about Jeremiah eleven. I don't know if you guys have been Ooh. like thinking about Ooh. that or and of Ooh, course I it's based it up. it's based off of the like more of like the book of Jeremiah and the specifics uh verse in there. But not just even like the verses in itself, but just if you on un- like if you know the story or the book of Jeremiah and what Jeremiah was trying to prophesize in the Bible to the people and how it could relate to um I guess you would say red in this in this aspect that she was the she was Jeremiah and she was trying to um save her people and bring them to the light
0: mm-hmm. in a way,
3: you know, because in the book of Jeremiah he, the whole thing is talking about he like warns um the people about worshiping false items and um and in a way they try to link it and it could be a reach in a way but they try to link it to like for instance uh the wife family and how oh. they di- and how they die, right? Oh, they in there. Yeah. Yeah, they're in their big ass house, they're not worried about anything, they just they're always talking about what they have, who they have, like what they're gonna have, um, and comparing each other to other people. And in this case, it's the other, it's um, what's the family's name actually? Uh, Lapita's family, I don't even know. Uh, I
1: I don't think they did they ever say it, Wilson? The The Wilson's, yeah. So, in the so, I mean, I've I've got I've pulled up Wikipedia, so um. Yeah, it says Wilson
3: family. Okay. Um. So, like, it's just how that fate and Jeremiah in the Bible is, like, warning people, like, if you guys don't stop worshiping these false idols, there will be a darker time. And anyway, basically saying, like, there's something that's going to come and take take you guys out in, in layman's terms. And in this aspect, it's just, like, these people in this, and I'm using this as an example for the wife family, is like, they didn't care about anything, right? They only thought about materialistic things, and then the tethered people are their doom because they're the bottom, living this shitty life, right? And their doppelganger is living this luxury, and it's kind of the same thing for the people in the who are the tethered people, talking about how, and she talks about like it's God's got spoke to her and saying that you know it was her mission and her time to like save her people. Kind of also links it to Jeremiah in this in this um, aspect, and then again, people who are listening—if I'm kind of butchering it, all this—correct me, but it makes sense to me why they use Jeremiah eleven eleven. Can I like, uh, can I
1: can I can I impart a, a, a very interesting detail about the movie now that you yeah. brought in this verse? Yeah. So I'm gonna read because I've of course I've got BibleGateway.com open on my laptop right now. <laughs> look at us look look at this so here we go from the king James we are version, so official on this podcast jeremiah 11 11 therefore thus saith the lord behold i will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape and though they shall cry unto me i will not hearken unto them you want to know why that verse is so perfect for how the white family dies and what does elizabeth moss's character do after she gets stabbed the first time she oh. she she calls out to the computer or the the Alexa type thing a, yep. to call the police and what does it do in return?
4: Fuck the police. Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even beat that. And yeah. when the Wilson family when they call the cops, Nothing. what do they say? We're, it's gonna it's take gonna it's gonna too long. St-
3: it's gonna take a minute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Fifteen minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Damn! I didn't even beat that layer. Look, that Bible verse gave me, and like, uh, and um, (laughs) after I read it, like having no voice, and it kind of also thinking about it. Did you notice how they killed people throat straight to the
2: throat, right? Yeah. So,
4: and that was one of the videos
3: I watched,
4: um, saying that they did that. It was something about the the uh, the uh, voice box. They wanted to make sure that they couldn't use their voice bots because they weren't able to use theirs, mm. basically. Yeah. So it was, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I appreciate all these people. Like, I want to be on YouTube way too much. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> eight, damn near June, July. <laughs> like, okay, now what is us about today? <laughs> what are we
1: what are we doing?
0: I <laughs> will say,
1: I appreciate, I'm, I'm appreciating all these videos right now because it's just been an overload of, like, fan theories about how the next Avengers movie is gonna, is gonna end, so this is definitely a welcome change of pace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: Because we could talk about that, they just released all their
4: posters today, and. Oh, I... Some people are not happy. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I've, I've, I've got my own crazy theory. But we, we don't have to worry about that. It's cool. We're going to say that one for a few months. We can bring you back. Yeah,
0: right. Sure.
1: You got to come back. You have to. And,
4: Eric, I I mean, you're going to be way too famous for, for us by then. But for the Oscars next year, since I usually just talk to myself, <laughs> you got to come back on the podcast. Hey, I'm here for it, man. <laughs> and I wish you could have been here for my... Our, my Green Book discussion to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That been interesting. So many thoughts. So many I still thoughts. say fuck Green
2: Book, okay? <laughs> and I mean it with my whole heart. <laughs> All right, so I think that's another movie talk for today. We still got a whole <laughs> last I do need to talk about tonight, so let's go ahead and make way for that. Ooh. But before we do, we got to stop and take a second and pay some bills. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> we'll be
2: right back, y'all. All right, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We appreciate y'all for sticking with us and enjoying the conversation we've been having. So, of course, as y'all know, we like to do a thing here around once a month. At the end of the month, we like to try to have a special album or movie or something cool on that we can talk about. And just so lucky that we feel like we had a two for this time around. So we started off with the movie and now we're going to come at y'all with the album. So, album of the month, uh, this month, was chosen by none other than our special guest here, Eric, so he'll come on a minute and introduce and tell us about why he made this decision. But for those of you guys who may have not had a chance to listen or check it out yet, the album we're going to be talking about is Kelly's. Kelly's. You <laughs> <laughs> can't get it. You wow. can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about Khalees and her debut album. Uh, so, um, <laughs> wow. Oh, this is
1: their
4: debut album?
2: Yeah. 1999 so yeah yep. about 20 years ago so it has been a minute so yeah definitely recommend you hit pause on this real quick take a quick hour to your day to go check it out listen to each track give it a quick spin and then come back and join in the conversation with us oh no nice. so, more questions let's so go ahead and dive into it eric go ahead and tell us about a little bit why you chose this one. so the first reason i chose khalees kaleidoscope for the
1: album of the month uh, March is Women's History Month. So, hey, we, we're... We're choice. so I had to definitely definitely make sure that a talented woman was being represented here on the show. Um but the second reason um it's kind of I mean and I'm I'm sure Jasmine can speak on this even better than I can. I am a huge Neptune stan. Like Come um,
0: on.
1: Like Jasmine and I have actually gone on multiple day-long binges of Neptune's <laughs> joints. Like factual. Like we like she's just like back when back when I was in undergrad, like she would come over to 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 where I was living, and we would just cut on Neptune's beats. And it, it, that would just be it.
5: <laughs> and like obscure cuts. Because yeah. they have so many, like, they produce for so many people and like. For so long, that there's a lot of cuts that people don't know that they did.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's not unreasonable to say that so much of what we think of as like signature Neptune sound, I think that a significant portion of that was discovered with their work with Khaleesi. Like, Mm -hmm.
4: interesting.
1: And she really was the, she really was the first artist that they, I think,
0: the first. Yeah, She was the first, I mean, yeah, was the first artist that they
1: signed to their label. And <laughs> she was the first artist where you can really just hear, okay, we're the Neptunes, and this is the direction we're going in. And it's crazy, like, when you listen to Kaleidoscope, you can hear so many things in that album that would stay... that would be, like, mainstays right. for NERD albums... Even up to their like their latest one, like you can hear some of the same sounds. The like you can hear some of the same sort of like inner skits throughout different songs on the album. They oh. continued that with like in search of and things like that. So it's just it's so wild to me that for producers who really dominated for so long. I mean, and I mean, hell, I mean Pharrell is still doing his thing, but like. It's so wild to me that the Neptunes became, like, goat contenders amongst beat makers. (laughs) But Khalees sort of feels like such an unsung hero in the mix of, like, what the Neptunes movement really was about. Didn't Pharrell,
4: like, win producer of the year this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he
4: did. Yeah, So, like, not just still around, but still...
2: The the best. I mean, he stole yeah. that award, but that's a
1: topic closer the best. The day. I mean, I mean, like, like
0: before you guys like, move on,
1: like <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, if you want an idea of how much the Neptunes ran music at one point, mm. 2002 definitely, <laughs> two thousand two definitely starts with Hot in Here, and then it gets into Justified from Justin Timberlake.
0: Okay. And then they randomly <laughs> have,
1: excuse me, miss from Jay-Z. Like, that was all in the same year. <laughs>
5: yeah. I think I mean, if we like... want to
1: be real, like, Virginia ran music yeah. for about a decade.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, which is something that needs to be made into a documentary at some point. Starting, because...
5: starting with Ted
4: Yeah. Wait, who did
5: yeah. you say? I said starting with Teddy Riley because Ooh, Teddy
0: mentored, you he
5: mentored Timbaland and he mentored Pharrell.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: There has to be some sort of documentary in the works or something. Like shout out right. to Pharrell too, who just announced like he's uh, gonna launch his uh, first festival in Virginia. Yeah, and Amazing. man,
0: Which is greatest so rap,
4: fun. top five favorite <laughs> rapper alive, uh, Missy Elliott. Thank you. Don't at me. Don't try me is going to be one of the headliners.
3: Here we go. Yeah, so quick question. Is this really the first time Nerd was on, ever appeared on a record altogether?
5: They weren't. Because I don't think Shay was on this album. There
2: was an official credit for them. So I don't know. You know, the first time being first something movie. I had
3: read something, but I was like, it was like kind of crazy to think about because they said it wouldn't be another three years before they released the an album of okay. their own.
5: I'm lying. Yes, I think so. Because that's crazy. I say this. I have. That's two,
2: really
5: crazy. I have two versions of this album.
2: Of kaleidoscope.
5: Yeah.
2: Wow. Wait. How? That's a real fan. I have.
5: <laughs> well, sort of. So I had. Um an ex who gave me like the European version. Oh it did
3: big moves over there though so
5: that had shit that that is not on the American version.
3: And I'm not trying to be
4: rude but like Khaleese in Europe is still like a thing. Yeah. A oh
0: yeah.
4: Thing. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm excited to talk about this with you because I am not as well versed in the language of Khis, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> And I love talking to people about their faves. And I'm wondering, like, I just have so many questions about uh, why Khalees? And how did you feel about some of her later releases after this one? Because I remember very, very clearly, like, hearing that her, her real fans, quote-unquote real fans, were not as happy about, her milkshake as some of the boys who came to the yard. So.
0: <laughs> that was real question. That's
2: why I really hard on that one. <laughs> All right. So before we get into too much of the extra because I definitely do want to hear about that as well, but we got to make sure we give our overall rankings or uh, ratings, I should say, for the album. So let's go down the list. One through five flame emojis. How many do you give it? Who wants to take it up first? I'll leave it open.
3: Give it to our guest. Eric, start us off.
5: How are we going
2: to start? Hold up. Okay. I, I, I want would, I to see if anyone was eager, but since not, I go ahead and start us off. <laughs> <laughs> so my overall rating for this album, I would give it three and a half flame emojis. And I would say, first off, as I mentioned to this group earlier, before we, before listening to this album, I had never heard one song and it's in, in entirety from her. Besides milkshake, so I was—I can definitely confidently say I was sleeping on her throughout my entire life because listening to this album, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I thought I would just listen to it, tolerate it, maybe hear a bop or two out there. <laughs> but I can say that ninety-five <laughs> percent of this I enjoy. Like most of these songs hit. Like, just right from the jump, it was the beat drop, I was automatically feeling them. Like, right after the intro and that first beat came in for I Think It's Good Stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to be feeling this. So I'm definitely happy I gave this a spin. I added her next album to my list of something to check out because I definitely feel like there's more stuff from her that I'm going to like if I keep listening. Oh,
1: for sure. <laughs> so
2: I'll, I'll follow you,
4: Ron, because so your first introduction to Kalise was Milkshake my first album that I listened to from hers was that album that it came from. And I, sorry, I forgot the title, but. I think it's called uh, Tasty.
0: (laughs) Tasty? Yes.
4: I remember buying that album and listening to it and being like, well, these are not like, these songs are not like milkshake, but (laughs) okay, (laughs) let's just go with it. So I give this album, uh, I also give it a three and a half because I don't know, but now I'm conflicted because now that you tell me that this is like Pharrell and Nerd's first kind of venture into making a full album. uh, And I wasn't, I didn't get the time to like look at all the credits to see if they actually made every song on the album. Um,
5: Yeah, they did.
4: They did. So,
5: Uh, Neptune's produced the whole album.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you can get to retail.
4: We can get into this. But I remember thinking, like, listening to it, and maybe I'm happy I didn't know that information. I remember thinking, like, oh, it sounds like they gave her some of their leftover stuff. (laughs) And I don't like that. (laughs) Because the album starts off so funky and, like, so left of what you would think this lady who looks the way she does would do. And then, like, somewhere in between, it kind of gets, like... Every other late 90s song. It sounds like every other late 90s songs that came out. And then it kind of ends back on that funky note. So I was like, damn, I wish maybe she like I wish they would have been more creative. But now that you tell me, like, no, this is <laughs> this is how they started. I'm like, oh well shit, this wasn't leftover, it was uh fresh cooked. So I won't talk about it, but who <laughs> else got something?
3: So I might be on the far end, and Jasmine, don't hate me. Come back (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Um, So when I first started listening to this, I wasn't a fan. And I think I actually even texted the fellas. I'm like, well, I'm struggling with this album. And uh, originally, I was going to give it like a 2.5, to be honest. And uh, Brian, don't do that. Well, I've gotten a few of those at Michigan State. So, I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't till because for me, the, the thing that really attracted me to this um, album was just, was literally just the soundtrack and the beats. Like, that's one thing that um, really, really stood out to me. And I kept asking myself, this sounds so familiar, like sounds something like I've heard this before and I couldn't think about it until I like, later on I read about it. And then I paid more attention to the lyrics, like the couple few times after, and then that's when I was like, "All right, I give us a three because some of the lyrics were hilarious." And then also like the whole theme in this album is just wild to me in in the way, and I think we're gonna talk about it later. But just the different things like going from a relationship, and it sounds like she's going to talk about aliens and or something getting abducted. But I, I'll. Talk more about it, but that's so I gave it a three out of five.
5: Solid, Eric. You want me to go? Sure, okay. (laughs) Um, so for me, this album's like a solid four out of five, but okay. So it's funny because I don't, I can't tell you the experience of listening to it for the first time in 2019. Because I listened to it in 1999 mm. when it dropped. And I was in maybe 2000. I was in middle school. And I think the beats are definitely like early Neptunes, right? Yeah. So I have mm-hmm. an affinity for them in like a nostalgic way. Um, but also, like, they still slack, let's be honest. Like, they're not as polished as some of the stuff they have now, of course. But right. Them Jones still slapped. But I think the other thing about it was um it was it was like it was super different than everything coming out at that time, especially RB wise or anything that people categorize as RB. Definitely. And Milkshake was, of course, a huge, huge hit, but her first single was caught out there and she mm. was screaming on the track. Yeah. And people didn't do that. That was like not a thing. Like girls. Black girls didn't like riot girl on R&B songs. So that was my first introduction to her was seeing that video and hearing that song and then everything else that came with it. Um, I think of course, like, I think the shaping of the album probably could have been better. Um, But I think being, she was like 18 or 19 when this came out. Whoa. I think this is a really, really solid introductory album. I think. It makes a statement on who she is as an artist. Um, I think the beat selection is amazing. I think she's talking about things that weren't really being talked about in her way that it wasn't really being talked about at the time. Um, I think it's a pop album, but it's also like an alternative R&B album. Mm, Yes. Um, And it introduced the Neptunes as producers that could... Hold their own on an entire album.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh my God. Like, the more you guys talked, I'm like, shit, yeah. let me change my rating because eight, <laughs> you said 18 or 19? Yeah, she was like eight. She was like 18 or 19 when this came I out. Gave, I don't know how old I think Khaleesi is, but I would give <laughs> <gave> her 30. <laughs>
5: no, definitely not. And then and somehow
4: we, still 30 on Milkshake and somehow 30 <laughs> like on her Instagram today. <laughs>
5: to to That's so funny. <laughs> And then we also got introduced to to, uh, Terrar, also known as Pusha T. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought I heard it. I'm like, who is that? (laughs) I heard
4: heard him say the clips, but I was like, oh, that must be the brother. Terrar. Yeah. Oh, this is the best. Okay. (laughs) I love
5: this. (laughs) So, Huff, and, and I just looked this up earlier and didn't know this. I don't know if y'all know who Nicole Ray is. I don't know how old you guys are. Oh yeah, you know Nicole Ray?
0: Yeah, I've heard of her. Okay, yeah,
5: she sang back backing vocals on some of these.
0: Yeah, I mean, she did. This
5: is just a wild, like, sorry. And I'm a I'm a very big fan of her first album, which didn't go very far. But anyway, so that's me, uh, Eric.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'd yeah, I'd probably rate this as as a three and a half out of five. Um, my, so my introduction to Khalees was actually through N.E.R.D.'s first album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like I had heard, I had heard Caught Out There, which is crazy that 20 years later, that is, that is still one of the Neptune's best beats in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but you know, N.E.R.D., their first album In Search Of came out in like, well, it came out in in Europe in 2001, but then it hit the States in 2002.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just remember that that European bootleg was floating around and I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool. Like I know who the Neptunes are, so okay, let's see what this is about." And it was like it was a weird mix of like it sounded like they were inspired by R&B but it sounded like, but the lyrics sounded like they were trying to do something that was more alternative and punk.
0: Yeah. But then yeah.
1: you hear Khalees on that album and you're like, who is this? <laughs> like this, this is the girl that was screaming in the, in the, in caught out there. Okay. So around <laughs> the same time, her second album called Wonderland dropped. And that to me was the album that really made me a fan of hers. But, and that
5: never dropped here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so Wonderland is one of those things that sort of got caught in international distribution purgatory, um, because if that because it, otherwise it would be on a bunch of <laughs> streaming services, and that would have been the album that I actually would have been like, "Yo, yeah, this is the one."
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy
1: because
3: as you're like l- talking, I'm looking through Spotify, and they don't have a it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but Kaleidoscope, I think. <laughs> what i think jasmine really hit the nail on the head like even even when kalise came back for her second album she was just so different like she really did complement i think a lot of what the neptunes were trying to really establish as their foundation like sonically because you know like Pharrell is is a certified star, but like no one thinks of Pharrell as like a singer. But when you hear him singing on songs, it's like, yeah, this kind
0: of works. Okay. <laughs> like
1: this this blends very well with the music around it. And I think that I think that Khalise was very much a precursor to something that was so different. But the but everything that was around her really brought it all forward. And I think that this album yeah, I mean, someone was saying that like it is, it is very weird. Like the things that she's talking about are very sort of out there. But it really, like, she makes weird work, and I, I think that that holds very true on this album. I think it holds true on her subsequent work. So, yeah, I mean, th- three and a half out oh of five. I God. mean, <laughs> like, it's it's so wild that Khalees really hasn't gotten her roses.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: man. Yeah. And well, it was probably sad to think about why, but when you say, like, I, I just think about, like, because Jasmine, you and I are, like, around the same age, mm-hmm. are the same age. So I was in middle school, too, and I remember, like, people talking about Khalees, and it was more so like, hey, you were, the people who listened to Khalees were a little bit out there, or a little different. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, that makes you, it makes you different if you listen to Khalees. And if yeah. you didn't listen to her, it was like, oh, you are just normal. And um, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, well, one, I don't know how to find her music. <laughs> okay, because I can't afford to buy no CDs at this point. Um, and two, I'm like, well, I don't know. I definitely can't listen to uh, I Hate You So Much Right Now a lot. Like, I can't listen to that in my house. Um, <laughs> So, it makes you wonder, like, well, why does Milkshake bring all the boys to your yard? Like, your mom's okay with that. But, hey, that's probably another conversation. But it it blows my mind now thinking about it, like, in the way that, hey, not only was were we introduced to Khalees, but we're introduced to a Pusha T. We're introduced to Pharrell, Nerd, and all these people. Not introduced, maybe, because I know they were doing stuff before, but... They are, they are pushed, if you will, to the mainstream. And some of the stuff that they do later, yeah, it pairs in compare, uh, pales in comparison to what they were doing with her. But it also is like, oh, that's where this came from. That's where some of this, because th- we're I'm thinking, listening to her album, I'm like, ah, oh, for real, you probably do other people and they ain't like it, or no. <laughs> This was his best at the time. Like he was trying to prove a point, and I'm thinking of it with a 2019 mind, and not like a 1999 hungry for real mind. I can't even
2: like that. Oh my god! All right, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's go. Sorry. That blows my mind. All right, so let's dig into the details a little bit more. What were some of your guys' favorite tracks? Um, personally, I think
5: well. Good stuff, caught out there and get along with you were all mm. singles. We're the three singles on this album. Get along with you is such a good song to me. I'm with
3: mm-hmm. you on that. It's so
5: like the approach is just different as far the or, beat
3: was so fire. I yeah, feel like the, the beat best so beat fire. on was fire on this the whole album. I think that was my favorite beat.
5: And it's, it's so like nice. a ballad, but it still has a yeah. like hard-hitting beat, which is nuts. Like, that wasn't a thing. The video for that song is crazy. It's got this, like, Tim Burton thing going on. I love that song so much. Um, also, um, Game
2: Show was a great one. I love that one, too.
5: Yeah. I mean, I do. I like all the singles, really, to be honest. And uh, what's the other one? Mafia. Uh I
3: can't remember, but y'all go. I just wanted to add for mine would be another one on top of that was Mafia. I just don't yeah. know why. I think I think the set the it way you have like the Godfather riffs in the background, on top of this Neptune B, on top of this lyrics talking about like, look, my love is like the mafia. Like you can call the feds, you can call those people, but at the end of the day I'm gonna get you type deal. Like it was it was dope to me. Like that and, song you know, kinda we- like played out. Like you can see it in like a movie while you're listening to it.
4: And where the hell is Marquita? Because we deserve, we
2: deserve some more lyrics from her. <laughs> I would say I think, um, a standout track for me would be "Wouldn't You Agree," and would <coughs> that just sonically hit really deep for me. Like you, know, you know how you listen to music or you listen to an album, and then i you doing something else. But also, you gotta mm. pause, like, whoa, 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 what is this? This one, this one is hot. You gotta stop and make sure you know what track you're listening to. Mm. That's how this yeah. one for me. So it was a great way to end the album in my book.
5: I love how that song I love, is so different from the rest of the
0: album.
4: Yes, yes, it's so different, but so like, and I don't even know Kalise or know her music, but it's so her. After listening to the whole album, it's like, of course, you would create like this love song. Or what I would think is a love song, because it's a guy and a girl, and they both are singing so beautifully, about cheating. And like, how are you cheated with my best friend? But I'm going back and I'm listening to it because I want to, because you guys sound so damn good on it. I would say my other favorites, um, <laughs> for like, just total, like, a nostalgic reasons, Roller Rink. I'm like, that is such a late 90s song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I miss that. I miss that sound so much. And I had so much fun listening to it. And uh, uh, Ghetto Children, Mm. which I got a very much like Stevie vibe. And I don't know if that was on purpose. uh, Based on uh, songs in the key of life. I'm probably going to get the song title uh, wrong. But he has a song with ghetto in the title as well. And I feel so bad that I can't think of the name. But it made me think of that, like, is this a shout out to Stevie or are they trying to like do, because the guy, I guess the arrangement sounds like something Stevie would do. I thought that was so cool. And I also would say like my overall like thing I liked about the album, this is a very male heavy album, right from production to Pharrell all over the place and all the guest stars but I love how you feel like she's in control the whole time. Like, even if you listen to the interludes and stuff like that, she's telling them when to shut up. She's telling them when to change it. She's telling them how she feels. I just feel like I like that. I like that she's in control, even though all these dudes are all around trying to, like, miss her stuff.
0: All right, so what are any
2: tracks on there that you guys didn't like? So I could say one for me that just didn't hit right for me was actually caught out there, yep, really oh wow yeah. wow and that was honestly the reason why I wasn't like expecting to like this album because I when I heard that that's the song I knew from her outside of Milkshake, so I thought that was more of like a sound that I would be completely getting from her and you know in the context of the album I wow. definitely appreciated it more especially the beat as you mentioned you got as you guys mentioned a steel fire even when I didn't like the song at all I, I still could appreciate that. But it's just still one song that I just could barely finish getting through. Like the screaming on the chorus, just it doesn't hit right with me. So, so I can't mess with that one.
0: Hmm. No, nah, <laughs> <bro>. real. <laughs> <laughs> well. well, interesting. All right. <laughs> I,
5: I uh, Mars is sometimes hard for me, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Neptune's like for a long time they were like, no, you have to have something space themed. Yeah, you <laughs> right. can
2: work with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know who we are? Sorry. <laughs> right.
1: I think the one song on the album that I think is like the instant skip for me, for whatever reason, is probably in the morning. I can
2: see that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't hate that one, but I can see why you why you wouldn't.
5: I think the I wish that one was on a going, different album. Yeah, I think that. I think the sequencing going from that to when you agree is like they put pre- they shouldn't have put those back to back. Right. It didn't really. Eh.
2: So that's actually a great segue into the next question. So was there any any specific run of tracks that you particularly enjoyed? So how yeah, you mentioned that putting those guys right next to each other might not have been the strongest run. Mm-hmm. Were there any songs, like a few songs in a road that you guys really found yourself enjoying back to back? I
1: I do think the album has a stronger start than it does a finish. Like uh, Tella. yeah. Like they, I mean, you know, this the way that the singles are lined up with the track listing, it's like wow, they they knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Agreed.
4: Yeah. I almost wish they would have, like, which I know wasn't the thing to do in the late 90s. I wish they would have cut maybe five songs. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been so much stronger. But I know back then we we paid for tracks. I paid for tracks, I should say. Like, (laughs) if you have at least 12, 13, 14, 15 tracks, Nah. I couldn't afford it. Right. I <laughs> still going to of money. I cannot
2: afford it. All right, cool. So I feel like we've touched pretty much on a lot of aspects of the album and we can definitely keep touching on it. But let's go ahead and just get into a little bit more of the backstory of how you guys became such strong fans of, of Glees or any, anything else around that. How did you guys get into the culture?
5: Um. Well, first of all, I got to say, Huff really is, like, my younger brother in the crew and that's we kind of bonded over Neptune's and a love for Khalees oh yeah <laughs> yeah and like like he said that is true like we've gone on multiple runs of just listening
0: like have you heard this
5: what about this do you remember this like just songs that Neptune's did like forever or Khalees albums I'm an album person Mm-hmm. I do like listening to things from front to back.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, so I think I touched on, like, how I was introduced to Cleese how it, when I first saw the Caught Out There video. And I think for, for me, like, the thing was... Um, I'm a musician. Like I said, I'm a singer and songwriter, and I've always been interested in doing a lot of different things. Um, I never liked that there were parameters put on... I still think it's this way. There's a lot of parameters put on Black women. Yeah. A lot. In, in music and on what we can do, what we should be doing.
4: Um, can we talk about that? Yeah. Please.
5: Um, I So... First of all, I don't, I think it's absolutely wild that the way that music sounds right now and which is so, so heavily influenced by black women creators, um, that black women don't get the love. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I have a lot of love for people like Adele, um, for people like Lady Gaga, Etc., cetera, et cetera. But let's be honest like most of what they got, they've got it from. You mm-hmm. know? And even if you don't preach, right, preach. Even when you're talking about, you know, soul singers and whatnot, people get, I think, a Joss Stone um, gets way more opportunities and way more credit than a Jasmine Sullivan.
0: Yep. Come on,
5: you know. All
4: right, I gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you are gonna preach tonight. Like <laughs> I felt that on the spiritual level, Woo. and I felt that's a previous episode, by the way. Like, oh, listen,
5: I've even felt this Woo. in being in spaces myself. You know, and it's not just me. Like, I'm a singer, you know, and I also have a lot of friends who are instrumentalists who who do not get the love, who do not who who are secondary to get the gigs or they get the gigs and the people who they're playing the gigs with assume that they don't know what they're talking about, assume that they don't have range. Um, and that's really frustrating because I think the assumption is for the JoJo, for the Jocelyn, mm. as I said, you know, the assumption is that she knows Aretha Franklin but she also knows Carol King and that is not the same for black women we're always talked down to in those spaces. I was in jazz studies at Michigan State for years. Um, not, I have nothing but love to say about the faculty, but in many interactions with other students, with white male students, you know, I'd be, they'd constantly be trying to test me on what I knew and this and that. Um, and and place way more value, white men, and then there was a hierarchy. It was like white men, black men, white women, black women. Yeah. Yeah, um, And even beyond just singing, you know, again, try to compartmentalize, like, Black women pushed into, oh, good singers, but then, you know, we don't need all that vocal blah, 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 we don't need the da 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 and we don't need the this and that, and try to downplay, you know, the contributions of, or how important Aretha Franklin is, or, Come you on. know, like, gospel singers are to your sound. Like, I know... Hey. Everything to yourself, to everything, and not even that, ju- not even just that. All those women were writers. Aretha Franklin <sighs> was a writer, she was an insane writer. Mariah Carey's a writer, a uh, oh, shit. you know what I'm Like
4: so the fact that Mariah Carey is not in the songwriters' Hall is of Fame
5: insane. blows my mind. That's absolutely blows wild. my mind. Absolutely wild! That's so,
4: you got to you know. come back on because this could be it. <laughs>
5: this could be a new podcast, obviously. Yeah, I get pissed I, at this stuff. So, bringing it back to Khalees, like I think that people, other <coughs> men who were kind of in her position, got a lot of clout. Not always. Mm-hmm. I can't say always, but you know, she, her, and and Andre Three Thousand did a couple of collaborations, and that's a perfect match to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah.
5: And I think someone like an Andre gets a lot of love. Where someone like a Kalise was kind of well, you have to be one way. And even though she was on a main stage to a point, she was still like, "Oh, well, you have like you said, you're kind of one of the weird ones if you like her." Yeah, you know? and that that might be true because hey, but <laughs> but I think the important thing for me was she introduced me to the possibility for. A girl like me, who was not—I—I I love R&B. You know that'll all be always be my first love. But mm-hmm. she introduced a punk attitude to R&B, and the fact that you know I'm a huge—I um I grew up in the '90s and early 2000s. I'm a huge Fiona Apple fan, Alanis Morissette. Hey, um, hey happy Cheryl
4: anniversary! Rose, happy anniversary!
5: You know what I'm saying? The Cranberries, yeah. no doubt. You know what I'm saying? So they're I mean Blondie to even go further back like there are all these people that I love and to know that I can pull all those references in and I don't have to fit into a a genre even because she's genreless. like the woman has made the woman made a a dance album about motherhood
0: Mm -hmm.
5: who does that and And then on top of that Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'm no, please, go ahead. Yeah. On top of Live that, if you're, yeah. not just talking about that, but the style. Like, police definitely had a look. You know, women were not, like, there weren't black girls with natural hair, no. with green dyed hair. You know, everybody's got some tips now or weave or whatever. But at that point, people were not doing this.
4: I feel like you're so right. And I feel like you think about what happened after this, right? You think of Gwen Stefani. yeah and you think of what she did with Pharrell. Yep. yeah and you think about like the two albums that they produced yeah. that are considered like oh groundbreaking and this is the Gwen Stefani album yeah but, like after I listened to it I'm like oh I thought he was giving her the old beats that he didn't give to her <laughs> not knowing like the dates or the time frame like no that <laughs> that is what she did like you think of that and you're like oh, my God, like, how how is that fair? Uh, but we all know, mm-hmm. and we could talk about that on another day. But you look at some of the work that he did after this, even with Britney Spears, or yeah, 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 who are Real. not considered,
0: mm-hmm.
4: who are not Khalees, if you will, um, but who owe so much to her that nobody will ever, unfortunately, give her the credit for it or give mm-hmm. that pair the credit for it. And it's interesting uh, because
5: I think there there are a lot of people who didn't but there is definitely a group of all black not even just all black women but black women who are popping off in, especially in independent lanes now
0: who give mm-hmm. her
5: all the credit like
0: mm-hmm. like
5: baby mother like now like jungle pussy like yeah.
0: um,
5: there's like for real there's like a million of them and they will you know give her her credit and they'll say it on record, they'll say it in interviews, and it's like really refreshing because I'm like, oh, I had this whole like this whole community of folks who understand like what that was and it is.
0: Yep,
3: man.
4: I just hope you know how much on a spiritual level I connect with what you said because <laughs> we've argued on this spot, or well, not argued, cursed and yelled about the fact that. About the fact, like Jasmine Sullivan, for instance. Yeah. I I love Jasmine Sullivan. I She's think wild, she man. is one of the most talented people that will ever grace music. And okay. the fact that people one don't know her,
0: mm-hmm. and
4: two don't give her the respect that she deserves,
0: mm-hmm.
4: I'm like, come on. And you you mentioned like Mariah Carey. Like it's not even like the small people. It's the biggest people.
5: Yeah, who and don't it's like, even. It's- Everybody in between, like that's what's so crazy. Like, even okay, sorry, I I just thought about this. I remember it might even have been a tweet, and I'm sorry if I'm putting him on blast, but there's a, a performer that I know, a singer and songwriter. He has a band, white dude, very nice guy. But I remember like maybe two years ago, before that, I remember talking to him, and he told me Voodoo was his favorite album by Angelo. Mm. which is a great choice it's a wonderful album Mm. then i remember him like maybe a couple years ago tweeting about how he was listening to erica badu for the first time and i'm like how what
0: how the fuck do you do
1: that (laughs) Oh, we get from one to two
5: (laughs) you know it's it's just like one of those things like you you in order to do that you had to willingly ignore
1: us yeah oh that's a message Wow. Because
5: you don't
4: value it, mm. and the question is, why did you? Yeah, why did you ignore us. Yeah, like what? What got you there, but not the other places? Yeah. Oh, we. Oui. Yeah, oh, you got to come back come on. <laughs> Ron, Conrad, right. Can we do a whole ass like? <laughs> music episode about like how we deserve more respect. I'm put it here because if, if I put it right here, I'll put it on wax, you got to like say we got to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's I mean, it it really is crazy like Jasmine putting it in that perspective. It is wild, man. I mean, it it it's I, I it's I say this because of how big of a Neptune's fan I am, and how I think a lot of people sort of recognize th- the era in which they were really trying to like really sign artists and really put them out there. It's just so wild. Like who sort of got the most accolades in that era? Like working with Gwen Stefani got them a whole bunch of love. Working with Robin yeah. Thicke got them a whole mm-hmm. bunch of love. Damn. But it seemed like. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, yeah. I mean, it seemed like some of their own, I don't want to say homegrown artists, but it seemed like a lot of the artists that they were really discovering. I don't know, man. Like, even the clips, like, as big, like, as much as we all love Pusha T, it's kind of weird to think that, like, the clips, even with, like, grinding, they were never really it seemed like they never really popped
5: the way. Or like were. mainstream. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was like
3: yeah. a hot yeah. second, I felt like for them too. Yeah. As far as like being on that platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: But when the last time was the one
3: though. Yeah.
4: Well, oh, when you like just thinking of Gwen Stefani and thinking of this album, like bringing it back to Khalice, like <laughs> I'm not saying they're the same album. No, I'm not. And I, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Gwen Stefani, who is a great artist and great songwriter. Mm-hmm. But come on. But I mean, it's, a, it's a thing. <laughs> you listen to that album, you listen to this album, you're like, oh, is that the... Uh, <laughs> did Khalees basically, like, give her the demo, if you will, <laughs> to what you were about to record? Because in a way, it's like, oh... That out, that I mean, come on. I I think that first Gwen Stefani, I love that first Gwen Stefani album. I think it's one of the best. And I'm like, oh, this is this is practice. This was practiced yeah. for the
5: the uh, for the Neptune. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was. The album sounds a lot like. I mean, granted, like like I said, like K-Kaleese definitely has a punk sensibility, mm-hmm. Yeah. and with Gwen Stefani coming from ska music, like for sure. But I, I mean, even like the, the vocalizations, that, like the melodies, they're yeah. very, I mean, if you ever heard Yummy by Gwen Stefani, yeah. that mm-hmm. could have easily been a Khalees song. Oh, yeah. He,
0: Probably he, was. Yeah, like take <laughs> the air <laughs> there,
5: for sure.
4: Okay, so I got to ask you a question. Being mm-hmm. a Khalees stan, as okay. you said, mm-hmm. uh, where were you? And how did you feel when Milkshake came out and the album that came after it? Like, were you on the side of, hey, our girl is getting shine? Or were you like, what the fuck are you doing, Felice?
5: I was never mad about it. I don't really think it, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was left for her. That that idea doesn't make sense to me. Um, It turned out being a pop song because people like, You know, gravitated to it because it's like undeniable, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
5: But I don't really see that as being a thing. Any anybody I know that's a Khalees fan doesn't make that a thing either, (laughs) because every album she does is different. Yeah, she's never, she hasn't really repeated herself. Like, I think the first three through Tasty were definitely like had similar vibes i should say um, but the there was ones are definitely departure but
1: yeah but, but with her first 3 albums especially there was there was a very clear growth in each yeah. album like oh yeah like from kaleidoscope to wonderland there's very much a oh okay like Polish. you're yeah you're very much yeah. here now and then yeah. with tasty it was like yeah I do this, and now I'm about to flex in ways you can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, like but that song still... "Millionaire" with Andre. Oh my God,
5: that song's amazing! It's so good, mm-hmm. and the punk never goes away. That's the other thing. Like it gets more yes. polished, but it's still got that energy.
3: i teaching today. <laughs> Sorry, I <don't> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so, listening. <laughs> I'm curious
4: with like, okay, so Kalise is not <laughs> as uh and I hope I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong but she's not producing as much, mu- much music as she was and I think she's I know she's a chef now yeah so <laughs> things are different if you will yeah uh, <laughs> not a,
2: like, like are there
4: are there other black Khalees like people that we should be looking out for now They can give us that same vibe or like who would you recommend?
5: Um for sure. I think so. I think there's a lot of kind of rappers that have taken from her, rappers and singers, but um I had mentioned Baby Mother. Mm -hmm. She's a little more hardcore for sure. Um also Jungle Pussy say she's more hardcore. I think Rico Nasty definitely takes
1: yeah. I think Doja Um,
5: Cat has has police in her um also one of my favorites right now like kelly 47 yeah and she even shouts her out on the song on she um, had a song that kind of hit called attitude and she has a line where she says police is god so is beyonce and i was like i knew i like hey her. that's real <laughs> <laughs> hey, hello hello <laughs> Those are kind of the, the two sides to the coin, I guess. But uh, yeah, more. All right. Um, as far as singers go, Kaleila for sure.
0: Yes. Okay.
5: Um, She's I so could...
3: dope, by the way.
5: Oh, my God. She's so,
3: so, so dope.
5: Shout out to the East African. Yeah, shout out. I saw her. She's from D.C. And she usually comes home around Thanksgiving and does a show. So I saw her this last year, and she was amazing. When I first heard her, I was still shocked that
3: no one really hypes her up. Like when I first like I'm just like we're like it just I guess not even that like thinking of her and what you just discussed just makes so much sense. Like she's a great artist. Amazing. Her voice is just so like that Take Me Apart album
5: mm-hmm. and
3: the, that was this even with Kate uh, the the latest with when she's featured with um Katrinata. Yeah. Katrinata. That was like a dope album as well. Like, I don't know. She's dope.
5: She's got a, a mixtape, which is not really, it's really an album before that called Cut for Me, too. That's really good. Is
3: that the one that came out in like 2015? Yes. Around that? Yes. Or 2013, sorry, maybe because that's a deluxe or something. Like that, but. I
5: think it is 15. That's Yeah, that's when I was introduced to her. And she's like, that, John, Cut for Me is great as well um i think i think even solange has a little bit of that especially with the yeah community. yeah um there was somebody else that was right on the tip of my tongue um, while you think how do you pronounce like, her
3: name it's N A L. is
4: it nao no
5: sorry you're right Neo.
4: So, um i mean while you think of that like i just feel like I appreciate these conversations because while I thought I was just thinking of the album and listening to it and I'm like, yeah, I know the <laughs> That's that's Nas's wife. Like <laughs> that's Milkshake. That's uh Bossy. No, like you you get to hear all of this other stuff around how Neptunes and Nerd and Pharrell and all that was introduced. And and you think of like how she was able to allow all this music that came after it in the 2000s mm-hmm. I just feel mm-hmm. like that's so important because a lot of people don't talk about that
0: yeah. yeah or they don't
4: talk they talk about it when the people are dead or gone or not popular anymore or when you don't really care like we talk about rock and roll from back in the day like that's so important because the biggest selling albums at the top of the 2000s. Probably have a lot of things to give to mm. And the fact that they're the biggest selling albums of all time in some cases. Yeah. Like, yeah. They have a lot of things to give to her. And I don't know if she'll hear that often, but hopefully she'll hear from mm-hmm. this podcast.
5: She was also featured on a lot of all that of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Busta it, what it is right now. Yeah. Um, Baby, I got your money. Mm. Like one but- of their best songs. One of the, sorry, the other thing I wanted to mention, because I know, listen, I could rant about Khalees all day. (laughs)
0: Please (laughs) do.
5: But, um, well, two things. One is the fashion and the style. Like, aside from the music, like, the trendsetter is real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Rihanna cut is not the Rihanna haircut. That's the come on. She was the first person I ever saw, or, you know, now, it, like, the new version of it in, in high-waisted jeans. She was the first, she was, like, one of the only ones doing, like, a monochromatic look on, like, a regular day, including her hair, other than Lil' Kim. Like, she was doing things, like, wearing frills and, and ruffles and stuff, it, mixing it with dress-down stuff, like. I'm telling you, everything that Khalees has done, people took it on much later. Even those, like, crazy Alexander McQueen armadillo shoes that Lady Gaga was wearing. Lady Gaga put them on six months after Khalees did.
4: Yeah. It's wild. it's important, though. And, it's like, wild. some people might listen or hear you say that and be like, ah, oh, whatever, okay. They wore clothes differently. Like, yeah, they wore it a year later, whatever. It doesn't matter It's clothes, but no, like that was influenced. Yeah, like, she did that for so many people.
5: It's about giving credit where it. it's due. Yeah, and, and again, I didn't get like, that
4: to this podcast. Like, I really <laughs> appreciate you bringing that up
5: because it's not—it's really important. Like, you know, my thing is like we don't want erasure. Like, we've been erased for too long, and. Um, you got to give the people who are due the credit, you got to give it to them. And especially us folk. I think that happens way too often. Way, mm. way, way too often.
4: Man. That should be a podcast right there by so, yeah. itself. A full podcast every week. Okay?
0: Yeah. Because
4: they erase a lot, right?
0: Yeah.
2: They try, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> That was a sermon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel enlightened. So, once again, we definitely appreciate both you, Jasmine, and Eric, as well, for coming on and spending the chopping it up with us tonight. We really appreciate the insight you gave us. Oh, no problem. Your commentary. It was very nice to have both of you join us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate the invite for
2: sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. You definitely have to bring y'all back. Man, if y'all don't come back, I'll be so mad. Okay. <laughs> Next time
5: I'm coming back with Cammy.
2: Oh, bet. Bet.
5: Ooh ooh.
2: <laughs> all, right. all right. That's actually an episode of the making right there. Let's go ahead and call get that on the calendar. We we might not have to be on that week. Okay? Why <laughs> <Probably> do just be on the mic I have just record. <laughs> <laughs>
5: right. Call up Cammy. Say, like, girl, we going to do who's man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Okay. <laughs> right, so before we get out of here, do y'all have any ads or links or anything like that? Y'all
5: want to plug or drop for the people to get at
2: y'all? Jasmine, you got anything?
5: Um, I, I mean, people can follow me at Yellowcake, Y E L L O K A K E. That's pretty much me on everything. I haven't put out anything recently. So, man. Yeah. Also, thank you for letting me take up all this time. I appreciate it. You're
1: know good. Let them eat. Cake. That's that. That's the motto. <laughs> that,
5: that, that the
2: motto. That could be the episode title, right there. <laughs>
1: Boom. Uh, as far as anything I can plug, well, uh, my, sister, <laughs> and my friends uh, have tried to get a podcast up and going uh, here in Detroit. It's called The Five Man Weave. You can check us out at thefivemanweave.com. Um, there's also an Instagram for that. And also, for anyone listening, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric D. Huff and on Instagram at Eric D. Huffman.
2: Nice,
3: Man. nice, nice. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, y'all missing out.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, y'all right. are missing out. Like,
3: I didn't even know Eric like that, but I knew his stuff on Twitter. Like, just <laughs> like, And I was thinking he, about getting a
4: weed like, so I can listen to his podcast. So, I don't know if that's the intention, what? but right. what I don't you know. Like, I heard five man weave, and I'm like, look, I could I use a little bit more length.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, that's great. All right, so I think it's time we go ahead and get up out of here. So... Anyone out there who's been listening, we appreciate y'all for checking us out. We hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Feel free to give us any commentary or insight you want to add on. A lot of ways you can get at us. There's the Who's Man's Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Who's Man's Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook as well. So please get at us. We want to hear from y'all if you got suggestions for the next album or the next movie or something like that. You feel passionate about somebody, you want to come talk about them? Hit us up and we'll see if we can make it happen. All right, beat somebody can get at you. Hey, we talked about this
4: earlier. It's um, Women's History Month. I want to give a shout out to Oscar winner, right? Ruth Carter. Hey, who put out a challenge, right? Ooh. Have you seen this? Put out a challenge for uh, the women. I'm probably getting the the hashtag wrong, but women dance challenge, right? For the rest of Women's History Month. Um, look. These women out here are showing out. Holly Berry got a whole uh, film crew. Angela Bassett is making people just wish they could touch her hem of her garment. Uh, She got all these people out here showing out. So I want to give a shout out because I feel like that's been lovely. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go follow her on Instagram and see all these beautiful black women uh, celebrating themselves, really, because they're magical. Uh, Second of all, this weekend, March 29th, <laughs> Janet, Demita Joe, Jackson. Okay, <laughs> don't at me, because if you do, you'll embarrass yourself. Okay, will be. Hold on, she'll join her brothers, right? Because she got a few brothers in there. How? Wh- what's your family doing? All right, her whole family in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, and she will be. Hey, all right, hey, justice for March Janet. 29th.
0: Come, hello. Long, overdue.
1: <laughs> Long overdue
4: Look, I'll fight anybody Who want to fight me All right. Uh, this The March 29th She'll be inducted We're waiting for it I'm going to talk about it I've talked about it all year I'm probably going to talk about it for the rest of the year But here we are And then last I'll say Ooh, The Chicago What's going on Kind mm, of right <laughs> Uh, or Ron? I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> what I usually do. No,
2: nah, I got none of those. I already got any words you want to leave us with? Yeah, hey, thank you again
3: to Jasmine and Eric. I uh, really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, hey, you guys can find me on thatfella underscore Connie on Twitter, Big 22 on Instagram, and words I can leave with y'all. I think I can say this without spoiling anything for Jasmine, but, um, I think one of the biggest things I took away from us, the movie is that we can be our, our biggest monsters ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we're quick to, um, point out flaws in ourselves. We are the biggest, um, judges of ourselves. And so this week, I just encourage you all to really look at yourselves in a positive light. Um, Try to, and it's easier said than done, but try to, you know, look at yourself in a positive light. Um, just keep those positive affirmations going, knowing that you're worthy or loved. Um, things in the end, to me, I'm a strong believer, do work out for those that um, put out positive energy in the world. Uh, so surround yourself with people that also uplift you because that helps you, you know, boost your self-esteem and see that you are worthy. Um, Darnold, <laughs> every time. I'm starting to question that you might be tethered. You no. Know?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the That's real, the and the real Darnold, the one we've been searching for for years, is trying to find you. Might be a sequel. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Don't be a who's mask. We're gonna find you. <laughs> <laughs>